0: Join our group mentoring calls every Saturday at 9 a.m. Pacific. You can find it on my website at onerentalatatime.com. Now on with the show. Hey everyone, how are you doing today? It is Tuesday. We are doing our expert series with Matt. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing awesome, Mike. Super excited to be here as always. Yeah, thank you. We're gonna try something a little bit different. We're gonna, we're gonna, you know, give another shout out to Gary V. At least that's who I saw do it. I'm sure others are. We're gonna do the whole overrated, underrated. Sure. Uh, topic. We're going to do one long video today, folks. We usually do three 8 to 12 minute videos. We're going to do one 30, 40 minute discussion. We're each going to give our opinion on 10 topics. Generally speaking, real estate, economics related. And uh, we're going to see because I'm going to guess we don't agree on all of these. So uh, you ready to get started? I am, I'm a, you know, amateur economists. <laughs> hey man, we got opinions. We're allowed to have them. It's our show. <laughs> it's it's our half hour, whatever.
1: <laughs> you got it, my man. You got it. All right,
0: so the first one is rising rates. Uh, as you know, you watch the channel January 1st, yep. I said the thing we got to watch is the rising 10-year. Yep. Yep. So, is it overrated or underrated the importance of the 10-year in your opinion? Underrated. Yeah, and anyway. I think it's un- I think
1: I think it's I think the 10 is something that I watch all the time. I'm always looking for, not only for watching the 10 rise, but I'm also watching for an inversion
0: mm-hmm.
1: because we all know what that inversion means. And the inversion happened in a, what was it? 19. Yep. And when that inversion happened, we almost all, we, and we were starting to go into that type of recession that we typically see when you see that inversion of yield curve, mm-hmm. but then massive amounts of stimulus pulled us right back out of it and, you know, created
0: kind of a, a false, right? Uh, a false bottom, if you will. Yeah, I think I think the rising ten year is certainly underrated, and that's just it's. I mean, it's unfortunate. I mean, just go back to what was it, Thursday last week or Tuesday last week, where it shot up to one point six percent, and for the most part, the thing that's most underrated about it is not the rate; it's one point five three or whatever it is today. That's almost not relevant. It's the rate of change. That's right. Right, the rate of change. Yeah, the velocity is, is greatly underestimated by, by lots of folks. And all these, you know, young YouTube entertainers talking about market. I can't believe it. they talk about a market crash when the Dow goes up 500 points. I mean, I, I, that stuff doesn't, I don't, I don't understand what they're talking about. They need to understand um, the rotation. important. yeah, rotation, right? And the importance that the yield curve has in that rotation, right? We've been in a dark period for a year. And you had six stocks run off to the races because they became cult based, and now people are going, "Oh, I'm starting to feel a little better, a little bit more confident." And like that happens, rates are likely to rise uh, into that, and they just they just don't see it. So yeah, I agree, rising rates are underappreciated. Uh, here's a topic for you: the fifteen dollar minimum wage, overrated, underrated. So I think it's underrated as to what
1: effect it will have on the. Effect on the economy if that's something that we do. Um, I think something that's not being talked about, and again, amateur economist here, but if we're talking about 155 million people have a job in America, 66 million of them make less than $15 an hour, effectively, what that's going to lend itself to is 66 million people getting up to a hundred percent raise based on the current minimum wage. Mm -hmm. And so that will be the biggest tax boom for washington that they've ever seen Mm -hmm. you know uh just based on now having that many more people that aren't going to necessarily get a refund but that many more people are going to be paying in that much more and they're going to see they're going to see that much more of realized (laughs) taxes and actually having to pay out or just even a much much lower um you know refund you know based on what they're making so i think it's underrated because i think that that would be a huge drag on the economy. And I think that it's not because I'm negative and don't want to pay people $15 an hour. I want to pay people market. Right. And I think $15 an hour in San Francisco and Boston is low. I think $15 an hour in um, Berlin, New Hampshire mm. is super high. Right. It really depends. Let the, let the market decide what that job is worth. I think is always, I, I like market,
0: you know, yeah. Yeah, this one's a tough one for me because I see both sides, right? I grew up in an environment where fifteen dollars an hour would have made a difference. Yep. Um, yep. God, overrated, underrated. Well, I, I can say this: I'm going to answer this question framed for how it's being positioned. Yeah. I I think it's overrated. Okay. I think they are talking about uh, you know living wage and all of those things, which I, which I you know it, it's I understand it's it's critical, it's important, but but mark, it's the right answer. I don't think people appreciate the downside. That's why I think I'm calling it overrated. Yeah. A 50, just waving your magic wand, getting—I mean, if it's not—if it's fifteen, why not thirty? Why not forty? Right, right. I mean, just take it to that level and just appreciate um, it. Well, it's—it's it's kind of like rent control. It is right, rent control yeah. in New York. It helps some people right away, but then those people do unnatural acts and they never move. Right, like there, there's. It's it's real, right? If you ever watched the show Friends, they were in that New York house because they had they basically were subverting rent control, right? That was what was going on. That's yeah. how they afforded it. Yeah. And um, hate that what, damn series. Yeah, <laughs> that's 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 what I think. I think you know. I think it's market. It's it, I I would hope people strive to be better than market. Yeah, um, and I think well, there's I think the inflation. You know, I, I can only imagine what the cost of a happy meal would be. Or, right. a, or a Big Mac. I, I
1: think, think it, it's crazy. I, I think it helps. It's, you know, I'm not counter progress. Yeah. I'm, I want progress, but I want it based on the right things. And that solves the revenue issue. What it doesn't solve is the spending issue. It doesn't yeah. solve the fact that you got your money right. And if you're still doing all those same things, all the same things that you're doing just now today, you will end up a, a, a net loser.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I'm. I mean, that's the big thing for me, right? Uh, financial education, or whatever you want to call yep. that thing, doesn't 100%. get fixed with fifteen bucks an hour. That's right. That's right. It, you don't magically save more, right? right? If you're a spender, you're a spender, right? You got to change that habit. Yeah, it exacerbates the problem, is what
1: it does, because then it raises the cost for everybody,
0: you know. Yeah. You want to, Yeah. You, it's, the thing that I see coming, if that ever happened, is is locations where you go from seven twenty five, which I believe is the current federal minimum wage, to fifteen. If you're a landlord, you're going to love that, right? Because you're going to raise rents. It may not be immediate, but I guarantee you rents will be higher in two years. You're not wrong. And that's the thing is I'm not talking my book.
1: I'm talking the opposite of my book. You know, I'm saying, listen, I know that that will benefit me more, Mm -hmm. but it will hurt everyone. They will hurt those 66 million people more than it's going to hurt me. Yeah. And that's why I don't want to see it happen is I think that, and it's not about, you know, Keeping that wage low, it's about take the opportunity to work up, be earn more, work more, but also get your money right, and not have something that's mandated then by the government because it just becomes more and more of a slippery slope, right? Yeah, more and more regulation becomes a slippery slope.
0: All right, so now we'll move on to number three, which is a hot topic. All these freaking YouTube entertainers want to talk about, and that's Tesla. Let's talk about Tesla the stock. If we want yeah. maybe we'll talk about tesla the car after but let's talk about tesla the stock overrated underrated um so if we say so so i think that
1: their stock is way overrated okay i think it's way overpriced i think it's ridiculous i think the multiples are absurd i think that for tesla to be worth what every car company in the us and in the european union is worth
0: mm-hmm. is absurd yeah I'm going to go with overrated as well. Um, and this really goes back to my experience in the dot-com crash. Because, you know, what happens in, in the stock market is, I mean, just go back and read Intelligent Investor. I think it was Warren Buffett or Benjamin Graham. Let me hang up on this wholesaler calling me. Yep, it's, it's, I'm serious. It's crazy. Um, that was a wholesaler. Um, you know, there's a way to evaluate stocks, right? Discounted future cash flows and all of that, which works, works most of the time. Sure. My experience in the dot-com crisis is that stopped working because you started paying for eyeballs and you started paying for attention and all of that. So what I learned from that experience, only after the fact, I can't tell you I learned it going through it, but after the fact is, anytime you have to create reason, new reasons to value a stock or make it make sense, that probably doesn't hold out long-term, right? No. There were essentially companies that were valued on eyeballs, right? Number of eyeballs seeing it that were essentially losing money every time an eyeball came to there. I mean, it's that's what happened after the fact. But we were all excited about the millions of eyeballs that saw it in a six minute window or whatever it was. So I think that's what's going on with Tesla, right? Tesla, at yeah. least today is a car manufacturer, uh, but people don't call it that. They call it a technology company or they call it a battery company or they call it a, you know, I don't know, whatever they call it. It's truly a cult stock. It is. Now, is Tesla changing the world? Absolutely. Yep. Is is Tesla pioneer the EV mo- movement that electric vehicles that would have never happened without it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Tesla's impact on the manufacturing of cars, undeniable, probably underrated. But Agreed. Tesla the stock? Yeah. Just doesn't make sense to me. And maybe that makes me old or maybe it makes me stupid, but it's my opinion. <laughs>
1: Hey, you know what? We've both been in this market, and I'm not a big stock guy. I've got a little, but I'm not a big stock guy. But I remember Cisco in 1998.
0: Oh, that was the stock that it made me. I felt like a genius and then felt like an idiot. That was it. Well, yeah, because it was
1: like it went to in the boom, it went to like one 1- forty and it split
0: every nine months for like four years. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and then when that last ride, it split to 70, it split to like 74. It went to like eighty one, and then it let the ghost out. I mean, then it went to
0: like yeah dead 17. money for yeah dead money for fifteen years a decade ago. yeah yeah crazy.
1: more than a decade. Good old John Chambers. Yeah,
0: Chambers. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I think about Tesla stock. And again, give Tesla the company. I think it's underrated. Tesla's stock overrated. Agreed. Cool. All right, now let's talk about these. Um, not to kind of display my hand, but oh well. Uh, these people call in market crash. What do you think about a real estate crash in 2021? Overrated? Underrated? I will move all my chips to the center of the table as underrated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not really sure how to answer this. Right. I actually think a market crash is overrated, meaning I don't think one's coming. I That's think what kind of, I mean. Yeah. Yeah. So exactly. I think it's overrated. Right. Yeah. The whole hundred percent. I think it's. I think it's. It's out there, folks, because you click on it that's why it's out there. Uh yeah. I, I will put my chips in this certain table as well. I would even I've even gone as far with these idiots calling for a crash putting up some some money willing to yes. bet them. volunteer. you know, hey, let's let's pick a charity and let's put yeah. some money on the line. Nobody stepped up. I have not heard from Ken McElroy yet on yeah. our, our bet. Yeah. All of ours against all of his. Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, but, but I'm sure the phone will probably ring after this call. Yeah, exactly. Uh, course, of course. But, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's just the numbers aren't there. And one of the things that, um, so uh, I know that you've got uh, Habib coming up in the next few weeks. Yep. Awesome, awesome get. I mean, just the work that you put into getting that interview for us and, you know, One Rental at a Timers is just phenomenal. I mean, just so awesome. Um, and you know, I think they're calling for seven and a half percent growth yeah. this year, yeah, something like that. And yep. I think that that number is far more realistic. And one of the things that everyone talks about is why do you have a crash? Because there's more inventory, yeah, than there is ability to purchase said inventory. Mm-hmm. Well, that. That economic factor, that tiny little factor Mm. is not being accounted for, which is insane to me. You know, we have an all time low as far as number of houses. And we we had that crash in the bubble around 2000 Mm -hmm. when we had the crash again in like nine or 10, there was two and a half X, the inventory that we have right now available. Yeah. So it's an inventory game guys.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, go to the store and buy a loaf of bread. If there's a ton of them there, they can only charge so much for it.
0: Yeah. Exactly, yeah. There's just, I mean, it's just mathematically impossible. People don't understand. I mean, again, we've talked about it. They don't understand the foreclosure prices. Even if you didn't pay today, it wouldn't hit until 2022 at the earliest. I mean, I mean, it's just it hurts my head. These people. Now, again, I'm not talking about there can't be a crash or there won't be a crash in the future. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just taking the people to task that are calling for a 2021 crash. It is not. Now, you and, may have a local problem, like Vegas may pop, but it won't be nationally. 7.5% seems, I mean, I, you you give me 8% is the over under nationally, I'll take the over.
1: Yeah. I think the other thing, too, is you look at <clears throat> um, when we talk about you know crash, right? What is crash? Is it 20%, 30%, 40%? I think anything- Well, apparently t-
0: a crash is just stock market goes up 500%. crash. <laughs> Yeah, so I guess a crash would mean instead of going up eleven percent, it goes up eight percent. I guess that's a crash. I, I don't know. You're I, cracking me up. That. Yeah, I mean it's and it, and and in that case, I have no definition for you. <laughs> Yeah, saying, i, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've got nothing for
1: it. Yeah, but I mean honestly, you know, I'm thinking. I, I think that we know from having gone through it before, and this is something that ninety percent of these YouTubers miss out on. Mm-hmm. Having gone through it before, we know that the first thing that happened was activity stopped. Yes, people right? got scared. Right. That was the first thing that happened was activity stops. Then prices go down.
0: Then No, no, just to be clear, people get scared. Inventory shoots up.
1: Yes. 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 Then prices. Exactly. So you you're, you're basically squeezing into like 90 days or 180 days, people getting scared, every every, inventory, all of a sudden hitting prices now going down not being able to short sell the house. Now you're in foreclosure. Now you're evicted. Now it's sold on the open market.
0: Not happening It this doesn't year. happen
1: in even 12 months. Exactly. It doesn't. So worst case you're talking about is something I'm in my belief, you know, based on my experience of going through 07, 08, 09, 10, 11, mm-hmm.
0: you're talking about things being in 22 at the earliest. Yeah. It's a 22 problem at the earliest. I'm willing to admit there could be a problem. But it's sure. not a 2021 problem, folks. Stop yep. saying it for clicks. Crazy. And I think there's still appreciation between
1: now and then as Absolutely. well. Yeah, yeah, because
0: what, what, is, what is not going to happen this year? My suspicion is the consumer is going to be as excited as they've ever been. We are coming out of a year of being holed up. Yeah. The consumer is not. I mean, I remember that. I remember watching people walk out of Bear Stearns with boxes going, holy shit, what just yeah. happened? yep that ain't gonna happen in 2021 we're gonna have i mean they're gonna spend 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 low rates oh my god it's going to be it's it's going to be a party like 99 yeah but yeah don't stay too long because that hangover is going to get nasty in a few ferraris
1: years. for everybody mike Go! ferraris, for everybody.
0: <laughs> ferrari's <laughs> for everybody i love that all right how about lumber cost over or under appreciated?
1: So I think it, I think lumber prices are going to eventually come down
0: Yeah.
1: Um. because I think demand is what's going to slow that down. I think mm. that builders, like you were saying in your video, you know, talking about builders putting houses up for bid now. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. That's nuts. So the thing is, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they're offering any level of financing. And as you and I know, just because you sign contract doesn't mean you're locked in on your rate.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you exactly. still
1: might be you still might be 120 days or 150 days away for sure. from locking in on your rate. And so how can you know what you can buy that house for? I think that when they do that, I think they'll see something that they've never seen before, which is, or never seen on a large scale, and, except since last, you know, 07 or 08, is people literally having to pull out a contract.
0: Yeah. Canceling. Cause they can't, I mean, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think, I think builders are going to suffer, um, Yeah, because again, I think they're gonna they're gonna have some people that qualify today that don't qualify in six months. I agree with you a hundred percent. And I think
1: they'll have people that qualified 60 days ago.
0: Yeah. They don't qualify right now. Oh, that's yeah. I think that's I think that's absolutely true. Yeah, Yeah. I I think lumber costs are yeah, I think they're overrated. I think it's a short-term supply problem. I think like you're talking about the demand. I wasn't even thinking about that. I I think. I think there's enough attention on lumber. And and again, like a four by four is up 150% or something. I think there's enough greedy bastards out there that they're, they're humping the uh, supply side to get more lumber created. So uh, I I do expect it to come down by the summer. So it'll be interesting. I agree with you. Yep. All right. How about the importance of supply of homes? Is that under or overrated uh, as far as appreciation?
1: I think it's underrated. I think it's super important. I think it's the most important driver in this market. Like we talked about last week, that is a metric that I never, ever, 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 ever thought I would have to look at. Yeah. I never thought that I would have to track it, but that's in my magic spreadsheet. You know, <laughs> of you know how many properties I'm watching and things like that. And I'm just yeah. looking at it and it's downright infuriating because you know, I was telling you, we actually, it looks like our, so we had, I had January numbers last time, our February numbers. It looks like our massive supply of three and a half weeks is going to go down below three weeks.
0: Yeah. For me, it's underrated as well. It's, it's all supply. It's all supply. Um, At least
1: for now. I mean, we were in the, in the crashes, you know, we were 3.2, 3.5 million homes a year coming on the market. Mm-hmm. Or or that inventory a year. And now it's like a million seven or a million eight. I mean, we have a long way to go before we've even reached, you know, two million or two and a half million. I mean, it's it's we're a long ways away, mm-hmm. timeline wise, months and months before even if we really start to reverse trend, mm-hmm. we're months, it looks like we're months away from that, you know, situation correcting.
0: Yeah. Supply is the thing. I mean in my market, again, it's what I'm watching. I am seeing a little bit trickle on. I do think it's right around the corner, right? Yep. We, we, I think we're going to be swimming in vaccines very soon, right? Oversupply. That's going to yep. be people feeling good, right? We got CDC sending out positive messages now about people that are vaccinated can do this and that. I think it's just going to get better from here. And really what that means for homes is I think the, the move up buyer. That's who we missed last year, right? It's the person that had a home for five or 10 years. They have a safe and secure job. Last year, they went to Home Depot and Lowe's and bought paint. Mm -hmm. Now they're going to go, you know what? We need a little bit more space. I want to have an office, not work out of my garage. I want to be by the golf course. We're going to see some move-up buyers. And the move-up buyers are important because there's two transactions. They put one on and they take one off. Where we're suffering from a lot today is a lot of the new entrants are millennials or first-time buyers. And they don't have a thing to sell, right? They're coming out of a class A apartment and they're just, they're just socking up inventory. That, that, low end or affordable end or whatever you want to call it has never been this scarce. It's crazy right now.
1: Well, that's what the, that's what also throws all the numbers out of whack for that median sales price rising so fast. Yeah, it's because exactly. that, that, you know, that under 200 or under 250 K market, there's no inventory. And so if you're only inventory, you know, I was looking at it for, I, cause I always, you know, I'm always doing my homework. I'm mm. that. you know, but you know, looking at things last night and I say, there's, you know, in these couple towns, there's 25 houses on the market, which is ridiculous. I mean, that's literally an eighth of what I'm used to looking at an Mm. eighth, you know, it's such a fraction. I'm used to two, 250 houses to pick from. And now I'm looking at 23 or 24. And of those 24, something like, I think like nine of them are to be built. Wow. So there's 14 that you can even move into. And of those 14, six of them are over a million.
0: Yeah, just all out of whack, right? Yeah. 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 That's
1: what's screwing all the numbers up, is everything's just completely out of whack and that there's a, a ton there's inventory hitting the market in that over 500,000 space, and that still doesn't last long. Mm-hmm. But that stuff that's you know sub 250, sub three hundred, fifty showings on a Saturday, and it's you know, 10 offers on Sunday and yeah. decision by Monday.
0: Yeah, supply is the problem. Um, agreed. Yeah. All right, next one. Home appreciation eight percent this year. So we've already told them no crash is coming. What do you think about eight percent? Do you think it's? Uh, you think you take the over or under of that nationally speaking?
1: Oh, that number's so like right in the middle where I think it's. <laughs> <hurting>. <laughs> I mean i I legitimately think that I would say I'm going to have to bet uh, under. I think okay. it's going to be under that. And the only reason why is because we know that rates take wind out of the sails. Sure. And absolutely. I think rates go up a little bit. And I think that the only reason that we don't see the 8% appreciation is because I think rates will help keep that a little bit tempered. Yeah. You
0: know? I, yeah I could get behind that. I mean, I, I think that's solid logic and the right reasons uh, just because I like to be happy and, you know, smile all the day. I'm going to take the over just because. <laughs> Uh, I actually think I think th- I think this is the last year the Fed and the Treasury working in concert are going to be able to, to artificially keep rates low. I think operation Twist is right around the corner right they're gonna they're gonna you know flatten that and um, we're gonna have one more year of kind of artificially low supply because again, I do see supply coming up next year because of the evictions and the foreclosures and all of that not I don't think it's a lot but it'll be enough to temper, appreciation next year. but I think yeah. we're gonna have one more good year and um, it's going to be a good time to own real estate if you you know so that's what I'm watching yeah. I'll take the over.
1: Yeah and I think next year I think honestly becomes more of a runaway on inflation. yeah I, I think that I think that 2022 has a lot of elements to be concerned about you know inflation, higher rates, more inventory, It's all the things, you know, enjoy the party because we're going to have a hangover. Enjoy.
0: Yeah. 2022 scares me. Summer 2022 scares me. Um, Very much. Yeah. Yep. But again, 2021 folks, go get that 30 year money because they can't take it away. Right. Yeah. I mean, honestly,
1: like I was sitting down with a friend of mine who's, you know, looking to buy his first investment property. And I just said, my man, you get to lock in for 30 years. Like- (laughs) I will probably be teasing you every time I see you about how you'll never be able to refi out of
0: that mortgage. Exactly. (laughs) Lifer.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I was like, you know, you're locking in even on an FHA, just over three, a smidge over three on an FHA or something like that. On an
0: investment loan. Wow.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's just, golly. So anyway, it'll it, it, be interesting to watch. And, and obviously it's somewhat market dependent, but yeah, I mean, I think that money is cheap as it is right now. Again, you and I don't have a 90 day time horizon.
0: No, exactly. You yeah. know,
1: it's yeah. like if the defense gives it to me, yeah, I'll sell in 90 days if sure. that's the right thing to do. But lo- lo- largely I'm looking to add it to my portfolio and it's old.
0: Yeah, exactly. All right. Here's one that ought would be fun to talk about college education.
1: You're asking the ninth grade dropout about a college education. I am. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we can all know that I'm clearly not qualified to answer this question because I didn't even get out of high school. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: So um, I think largely speaking, here's what I can tell you about college educations. A lot of people that have worked for me in the past have college educations. I'm teasing. Um, <laughs> Dude, that's going to get some hate mail right there. Oh, huge. Yeah. I, and I was just joking. I mean, everybody stop being so sensitive. I'm a dummy who didn't get out of the ninth grade. You expect me to have a higher class? Come on. Yes. Um, but I, I think, honestly, I think that if your degree is in something of merit and not something of merit to you or to me, but to the world is of something of value. You know, I think that if you're getting out and you are a... Um, you know, alternative energy, and you got a degree in alternative energy, I think that's an amazing degree. And I think that that will make you I think that that will, you know, put you in a good job for the rest of your life. And you will help change the world in a positive way. For sure. Yeah, if you are getting a degree in a lot of these other disciplines or non disciplines, um, you know, basket weaving, something like that, or just kind of check the box, mm-hmm. then quite frankly, you, you'd be better off working a regular job and getting on the property ladder.
0: No, I totally agree with with all of that. I'm actually going to pull a, an audible and call it college debt. Yeah. Right. That's, that's why I, that's where my big problem is. And again, we're seeing all these calls for canceling debt and 10,000 or 50,000 and all of that, which just drives me nuts. You, yep. You're an adult. You signed yep. on the line. You did. You made the call right? Yep. Nobody put a gun to your head. That's right. But the owner of a contract. Yeah. I mean, what are we, what are, are we giving away ninth place trophies still? I mean, what the <laughs> hell are we doing? Uh, so I think the answer relies in college debt. Yes. If you, if you are in a particular situation and you're exit, even if it is a basket weaving to use your concept, but oh. you leave with no debt. Awesome. Sure. You, you, you had a, you had a last blowout party for four years. You got, you you, probably your first time away from home for many of you. Yeah, sure. Go nuts. I I, I did it wrong. I was 19 and married, man. I, I had no college experience. I was going to class at seven 30 out at night out by nine 30 or 10 30 and, you know, off to work at 12. So I did it all freaking wrong. Hey,
1: I, some of the smartest people
0: I know went to night school.
1: Yeah, exactly. No joke. And they, and they were grind. I mean, Hey, listen, that's a definition of grinder. Yeah. Right. And, and they're going to school specifically for a purpose, right? Yeah. They want to make their life better. They want to set themselves up for life. And that's what college is supposed to be. So it's just like anything. If you're going to do it, do it right and do it well.
0: Yeah. The other thing I will point out, because I had to pay for my education and oh, by the way, yeah. we, we paid for our daughters. That was a big deal for me. So she yeah. left with no debt. Uh, I went to junior college for three years. Yeah. You know, again, I think junior college is underrated for sure, right? Yeah, I think, I think again, I think, I think junior col—let me say this: junior college is underrated. Most four-year degrees are overrated. How about that? Because I think junior college holds a lot of magic. You get to find out who you are. You get to you get to bounce around for twenty bucks a class or whatever it is, find your thing. And you know, my most value—I have a master's degree. My most valuable class was taken at De Anza College, which is a junior college, was public speaking. That class made me millions of dollars. Yeah, I have yeah. an econ degree, a master's in business. No other co- no other course, whether it was my law class, my accounting classes, my marketing classes, none of them made me any money except public speaking. That's my most yeah. valuable class.
1: I put I put my wife through college, and she was uh, she went to community college, uh, two year degree, became a nurse. There you go. And made great money. And the best thing was, is, you know, you guys, you and I are value guys and return on capital guys yeah, and yield guys. And yeah. that education cost about $14,000.
0: Pay for it. You would do and it again. Five seconds. Yeah. Like too.
1: not even that long. Like yeah. only because it took the printer that long to spit out the print. Yeah, exactly. A like, print, print. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We do it again in a heartbeat. And yeah. for me, it was like, there were times where I considered going back to school, but quite frankly, I was like, what's my opportunity cost? Yeah. Not only does it cost me 150 grand to go to the right school for yeah.
0: me, yep.
1: but how many years was that going to take me out of the workforce and everything? Like it just, the, the, you know, just didn't make sense. I've yeah. stuck a ninth grade dropout the way. It is.
0: That's a all right. We've got two more getting your real estate license. Overrated, yeah. underrated. Oh, yeah. oh. oh,
1: you know how much I hate new brokers. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think it's supremely overrated. Yeah. You know, the things that you're going to learn on that on that test, they're only important if you're going to become a broker. Yeah. If if the if the idea is that you want to become a broker to then get into real estate to then be
0: doing the types of transactions Mike and I are doing, you don't have yours, right? Well, I'll answer it this way. I actually, uh, so one of the things, again, I was struggling with what to do after I left, right? So sure. here's my idea. And I actually wrote it in the book. I said, I might go get my real estate license. I remember, did, did you? I, I actually up okay. getting it. Why did I do it? I did it because I assumed that there was some valuable information that I was missing. That was probably true in 2000. Yeah. It is not true in 2020. No. So my license is coming up for renewal in about four months. I am not renewing it. I'm not doing any of the extra. I have no interest. It is so, so, if you want to be an investor, it's so supremely overvalued. If you want to be somebody who sells three or four houses a year to your friends and you want to do open houses, by all means, it's a tremendous career. The expert I talked to in about 30 minutes is a broker, is an agent. If that's your career, go for it. Yeah. But I'm going to answer this question as an investor. So many folks go, I'm, the first thing I'm going to do is get my license. Why? No, no. What, are you kidding me? The, the nope. I don't know. It took me 50 hours probably to get ready for that exam. Go, yep. go spend 50 hours looking at your market. It's, it's far, far more valuable. Far better return on your investment in time. And 90% of what you're going to learn in that test is largely not applicable. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And that's being fair. 90%. Yeah, exactly. And again, if you want to be a broker, right, a real estate entrepreneur like Omar, who goes on in about a half hour, that's a great goal. Because at least in California, you have to have a license first, two years, and then you can become a broker. If that's your sure. vision, go nuts. Kind of like a college education. If you know what you want to do at the end of it, great. But don't just do it because you feel like you're doing something. That is not okay. You, you can't go wrong with getting certifications in in your line of work. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I number mean, 10. Yeah. Number 10, having the desire for, and ultimately getting your dream car. Um, <laughs> um.
1: I think that the desire, I, I, so I have the desire. Yes. So I would say it is, it's all how you do it, right? Yeah. You know, we have to be such nerds and make things so unfun. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, yes, I want it, but here's how much of a dork I am I am going to literally go buy a house. And based on what return on capital that house gives me, I'm going to go buy a car, and then that car, that house is going to be known as the car house. Yeah, no, absolutely. But that's it. Like, so I think it's I think having those aspirations is important. I think where they fall in your line of what you're trying to accomplish and what you're trying to do, I think it's very important that you're never spending investable capital in those type of assets. Um, I did that early on in my life, and yeah. I could have been. Even further than where I am now, and missed opportunity because I had three really nice cars with ridiculous car payments. Yeah. Shouldn't have done it, sure but done man, it. they were a lot of fun to drive. Uh, but still, I'd rather have another house.
0: Yeah.
1: And that would have added that for me. And then I'd have that house for now, you know, 16 years. And, you know, that house, I would have a couple hundred grand worth of equity as opposed to, you know, just some time that I spent in those cars having fun.
0: Yeah, so I think so. I I have a I had a dream car since I was twenty. It was a Mercedes-Benz SL 500. It's now yes. SL 550, right? Two door hardtop V eight yeah. twin turbo. Yep. Right. The, my story starts with a. I was selling car radios. A dentist rolled in and threw down like ten grand and said, "Trick it out." So that's been my dream car ever since, right? So that's I held on to I held on to that fire, and uh, I mean, I think it was an eighty thousand dollar car when I was twenty. So it's it's yeah. a it's a six figure car now. Yeah. And um. I held on to that. Every time I saw one, I remembered, right? I made the connection. Yeah. So I think having the fire for something is pretty awesome. Yes. And then I think getting it when you can, yes. right? When you can stroke a check yeah. uh, is pretty awesome. I remember sitting at the dealer, picking out the car I wanted and uh, buying it. It was pretty awesome. And yeah. I still smile every time I go into the garage, right? Um, yeah, That's it's- a- It's underrated, I think, that the passion. Now
1: now you can buy a 1998 SL 500. for about nine grand. So perfect. (laughs) That's awesome.
0: I did not buy a 1998 SL 500.
1: (laughs) That's what my wife likes to laugh at me about. She's like, man, you can make anything not fun. And I was like, but I can also make anything fun.
0: Yeah, exactly. I can do this both ways. Where do you want to go? that's but yeah, nice.
1: like I was so like I wanted a Porsche so so badly and you know we've got we we're really blessed here to have a couple of amazing Porsche dealerships but also a couple of retired Porsche trainers and racers. Mm. And so they know everything and so we have a decent Porsche community around us and I'm looking at these cars and absolutely salivating and you know having to do this and just <laughs> you know just it was crazy. And the funniest part about it was, is I was just like, every single time I walked out of there, I was just like, I can't do it. I just can't do it. I can't write that. I'm so cheap. I can't write that check. And so then I found this one that a racer had basically done everything to, And yeah, bought it for 20 grand.
0: There you go. I mean,
1: and it was, it was, I love the car. It was an amazing car. I had so much fun with it, but I did it based on Literally being able to write a check and it was what I made on profit, you know, a third of my profit on a flip I did, and so I was like, "Hey, this is worth it. I great. This is fun." Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Every time I
0: every time I get in the car now, I remember the 15 years of sacrifice or delayed gratification, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. um, So you didn't buy the 98? (laughs) No, I did not. No, I think it was an 18 or a 17. I've had it. I've had it a few years now.
1: And don't you love it? Like, isn't it fun?
0: (gasps) Yeah. Dude, I could just sit in the car and smile, let yeah. alone stop on the gas, drop the hard top with the push. I mean, that's just an amazing, it's an amazing car. I love
1: we it. We are so much alike. I mean, I literally had a really nice car when I didn't have a garage. <laughs> 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 and, when, and in New England, that's a problem. That's, you know? Yeah, that's not good. You no, know, paying for storage in the winter time, so yeah. I didn't have to, you know, shovel off my Porsche. Yeah. You exactly. know, but again, it wasn't, you know, it was a great car, so much fun. And so, yeah, I think people should have those dreams and have that thing they're trying to go get, but have it be a result of income and money coming in based on having done the right thing and set yourself up.
0: Yeah. You know, for me, my, just so it's clear, my dream car didn't come until year 16 yep. of our journey. One six. Yeah. Right. I could have, I, and again, I could have financed the purchase year one. But again, sure. realize how far the delay was, but it's pretty awesome. So uh, that's what I got for the over under show. This was fun. We may do this once a month or something. Sounds awesome. Look forward to it, Mike. Thanks so right. much for the time. You got it. Take care.